This is the Weekly Breakdown with your hosts, Matt Fiore and Will Hurl. We have lots in store for you this time. Thanks. In this week's episode, we'll be going over college basketball and some high school news, as well as going into the NBA and uh, some recent scores and all-star rosters. So we use some playoff predictions for you guys and some trades in the um, NBA market, and then we'll be going into MLB, um, the soccer world, and some pretty interesting NFL playoff predictions. So Matt, what do you think of Leangelo and Lamelo's recent performances? You know, I think it was so impressive that it's going to be our first official stat of the week. Um, you know, Lamella dropping 31 points, 11 assists, and 5 steals, and Leangelo with 29 points to himself. I mean, it's a very impressive performance after last week showing no points each. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely a good step forward. Yeah, well, um, especially um, being doubted for so long, and I mean, the last the last game, they played about 12 minutes each, and they didn't drop any points of the two and so um I mean a lot of questions are are they gonna make it to the NBA but you know this performance pretty much has uh put that out of the question yeah I mean there's still a long road ahead for them but uh this is a good sign to see out of them um especially after their pretty poor performance as long as they keep from being completely flashy I think they have uh, somewhat of a chance. Yeah, well, Lamelo is definitely more the flashy player. I think Leangelo actually is definitely the best shooter of the brothers, and I'm, and he might be a bit underrated in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't always make his shots. I don't know if you saw this missed layup mm-hmm. in the open lane, um, but yeah, I mean, as long as he can stay consistent, that's what it's going to be going for. Yeah, some people are saying it's because of Lithuania. Um, the league isn't is probably one of the worst in Europe apparently, and do you think that might be part of it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for someone like Leangelo, 19, I mean, you expect that out of him. Um, but Lamelo, 16, still pretty impressive. I mean, they're not playing top-tier players, even top professionals in Europe, but uh, still, it's tough uh, tough competition. Yeah, well, they're playing against grown men, and, you know, um, it's, it's probably going to improve the players because there's more at stake. The players are playing for their families in Lithuania at, at at an adult age, so yeah. Uh, so you think they could? Um, you think both their brothers are going to make the NBA and follow the path of Lonzo? Uh, I can't. I don't, I'm not really sure at the moment, honestly. I don't. I don't really see Leangelo making it quite yet. Maybe as a career in Europe, but Lamelo, there's still time for him. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, if he keeps it up like this, I don't see why he wouldn't be drafted at some point. Yeah, we'll we'll see if they can keep up the performances. Maybe they'll um make it their way into the starting lineup because I mean they they've been subs recently. Yeah. And so uh another thing to talk about is uh Sharif O'Neal's um McDonald's snub. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean McDonald's also game for college. Usually it's a good time for top talent to showcase their ability. Mm-hmm. And Sharif O'Neal, I mean, in his highlights he seems to be a pretty good player. I mean uh-huh. for his height, um, being the son of Shaq. Uh it's pretty disappointing he wasn't happy about it um but i don't know as long as he can keep grinding it out i think we'll be able to make up for it yeah well um i mean not only his father wasn't happy about it or sharif um lebron james wasn't a bunch of other nba players came out and said that this is ridiculous as a player with such talent is is not in the in the um mcdonald's team which is which he definitely deserved in my opinion but 
you know, he's definitely a more classy player than uh, Shaq himself. He can shoot. Shaq didn't make yeah. it, made it about one or two threes in his NBA career. So, yeah, so um, yeah, definitely, uh, um, he definitely should have been in, in that uh, um, team. Yeah, I mean, speaking in college, the game itself is just so competitive now. Mm-hmm. We'll see what LeVar's league has. But, I mean, players like Trey Young are making it very interesting to see follow like a team like Oklahoma not usually a top contender in NCAA, but, um, I mean, a lot of upsets. Uh, you see teams like Kansas always dominating. Mm-hmm. Do you know, is Sharif even in college yet? Or Oh, no, he isn't. He isn't. He's, yeah. um, I, I think he's a senior right now. Is he um, committed? Uh, yeah, I, I heard rumors that he's, uh, there's, there's different schools going after him, possibly St. Mary's, some other schools, but, um, yeah, college is definitely getting more competitive, especially with players from UNC, the title winners that have been drafted into the NBA. You yeah. know, you see people like, um, like Marco Fultz, his jump shot's terrible right now, but and he seems like a bust. But um, honestly, teams that aren't as big and, and have the players that the NBA teams want are seem seem to be drafted. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty surprising for me to see. You'd expect teams to want players who have winning caliber and have experienced being successful before. I mean, it may be a team to be willing to grow a player like that, but I don't, I mean, it's very interesting to see how players like Trey Young for Oklahoma, who will be drafted this year if, he's, mm-hmm. uh, if he decides to commit, or like Marco Fultz, as you mentioned. Like These are small school teams, or Oklahoma's a bit more competitive, but these aren't teams that usually win. It's very interesting to see that top talents doing this well. Yeah, well, the reason um, this is a big deal is because Trey Young was one of the All-American uh, um, McDonald's um, players, and he was drafted in 2017, right? And he's already up for the NBA draft. So, uh, evidently, this puts a um, big hit to um, Sharif's career yeah. and, as a possible NBA player. Definitely. Um. So, what are your predictions for the NCAA division? Um... Honestly, it's still too early for me to make an official prediction, but I always like Kansas as a team. Um, they're always so consistent. Uh, so right now, I'll have to put them as my favorites. Yeah, well, I saw St. Mary's play, and um, and and they seem to have a really good team right now. Um, them or UNC, you know, um, Xavier, another college that has been putting out good out good performances. It's probably too early to say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, some players that are really interesting and teams in the NBA could probably build around. Yeah, I mean, this draft's going to be very stacked. A lot of great big men, uh, a lot of teams uh-huh. looking for the those kind of players. It's going to be very interesting going into the NBA draft. Yeah, it's um, truly a, a thing to watch. We'll, we'll, keep in, we'll keep more in touch as March Madness approaches yeah. and uh, we have our um, fantasy teams. Yeah, definitely. Brackets. Mm. So, now we're going to go into the the NBA with some um, pretty big games this week. What are your thoughts on uh, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, one, t- one team that stands out to me is the Spurs. Then uh, Spurs versus Raptors. Kawhi Leonard being uh, announced indefinitely out of play. Um, yeah. It's a pretty big hit for I mean, Spurs. this whole year he's been out inconsistent. I don't know. He's never been in the headlines, it seems. Yeah, I mean, the Raptors have been playing very well this year. DeRozan starting in the All-Star game. Uh, Kyle Lowry having a very decent year. Um, yeah, the Raptors are a very exciting team. I think they'll have the energy to pretty much easily beat the Spurs. Well, the game's happening right now, and uh, um, it's 
it's definitely a game that is close right now, and it's going to come down to the final seconds. Yeah, I mean, another game, I guess if you're going very similarly, is the Rockets for Golden State. Mm-hmm. Those two, I was top of the West. Golden State's been a very interesting team this year to watch as they haven't even really had all their players healthy at one given time. Usually one guy's out, and the guy mm-hmm. steps up immediately to just dominate the competition, like Durant, Curry, even Klay Thompson at times. Uh-huh. They're just such an impressive team. Yeah, well, they seem unstoppable at this point, but, you know, the Rockets, a team that scores great amount of points with James Harden, the best scorer in the league. And this is going to be a really um, good game to watch. Lots of points and lots, lots of threes. Yeah. Um, and, um, Cavs and, Thunder. Uh, yeah. Oof, uh, Cavs have not been looking good recently. Ca- neither the Thunder and the... And, I mean, the Thunder have had won most of their games recently, but in the last three to five games, um, the... The Thunder haven't been um, the team that they're expected to be. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Thunder, I feel like once they have a specific game plan, I feel like right now they're just shooting really stat stuffing. Um, so once they get that together, they'll be a very dominant team in the West. Uh, and then the Cavs, I'm not even really sure what's wrong with them at this point. I feel like they just don't have the energy. I mean, recently in the news it was announced that, I can't remember which player said it, I think it was Isaiah Thomas, but that the team doesn't even hold daily practices. Um, yeah, so well, with no training schedule, I don't know how a team yeah, it's expecting crazy. to win the championship is going to be competitive at all. I don't know. It seems, I mean, Joel Embiid, another all-star this year that doesn't practice, apparently. Yeah. And, you know, um, maybe that's because of injury concerns such as Isaiah Thomas and LeBron James basically plays every game of the season. And so this team, really, without LeBron James... I, I, they might not even make the playoffs, in my opinion, and so, yeah. So he definitely is. A, um, he can always be can- a candidate for the MVP every year. So we'll have to see if they can um, actually win the um, trophy this year. Yeah, I'd like to go in the uh, All Star game. Speaking of LeBron getting the captain, uh, it's gonna be very interesting. The first time where they actually have captains picking the All Star teams. I mean, usually it's. One team's clearly the better, and they'll dominate the score like 150 to 120, something crazy like that. But this year's going to be very interesting. Uh, a lot of interesting players who might actually make it for the first time. Yeah, well, um, LeBron James recently said that last year's game was a joke, and it was all about offense, but he really wants to bring this time a serious game, which is definitely, for the fans, important, and it, it, the game they should get. Um, but... Uh, I think the the West usually dominates, and I think this game this year's uh um game will definitely be a lot closer. Yeah, I mean, one player that I'll be interested in watching is Giannis. Uh, <laughs> very interesting player. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, he'll have the motivation. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's always an entertaining player to watch. I think, in this uh on this floor, being in front of all the best players in the world, pretty much, just it's gonna be very fun to watch him. Yeah. Well. The team he's playing for, the Bucks, isn't the best, um, biggest franchise out there, so maybe he, he doesn't get the attention that he deserves. But um, definitely a lot of interesting players in, that we're going to be able to see. Speaking of the All-Star game, Lonzo gave more votes than Damian Lillard. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's tough to see. I, I, I heard uh, um, Stephen A. Smith talking about it. He said it's crazy that a player of Lonzo's caliber player that struggles to shoot as a, as a broke jump shot and uh 
is is getting thirty thousand more votes than um Damian Lillard, a guy that averages twenty five points a game. Yeah, I mean, with Lillard, I feel like it just him being in Portland is a bad bad luck, really. Um, I mean, no no disrespect to Portland, but they just don't really have a fan base that seems to be, like support their players. Lillard's uh, been great for them for quite a few years now, and he's just not getting any recognition. Yeah, well, maybe it's the contracts, maybe it's the it's the loyalty that he has to the team that some players don't show, like Kevin Durant these days. Uh, but um, but in my opinion, it's probably the market. Um, the Portland Timbers come from a small market. There's not a big distribution of money. Probably all the money's going to Damian Lillard. That affects the locker room as a result. And you know, um, the Timbers just need to get a draft pick, possibly. Maybe um, uh, Portland needs to change something. Yeah, I mean, back when they had LaMarcus Aldridge, they were a pretty decent playoff team. Uh, but once the Trailblazers lost uh, Aldridge to free agency to the Spurs, they really haven't had a face of the franchise besides Lillard to back them up to actually have a run in the playoffs. Um, maybe they'll get a good draft pick one of these years, but I really don't see Damian Lillard changing anything for this team yeah well um a recent statistic that I, I looked up is that the lakers have the second biggest market in the nba in the west and so that's probably why lonzo got more votes because more fans bigger fan base more money and honestly uh it sucks for um dame so we're gonna have to see if he can if he, he goes to the office and says i want to trade and as a result dame will will get what he deserves yeah, I mean, one last thing I'd like to bring up with the All-Star game here is Manu Ginobili finishing second in the fan vote for the West Guards, which means head of Lonzo and Lillard. Ginobili, like 40 years old, he's not a player you'd expect to see even starting in the All-Star um, well, game. Yeah, I mean, the the fan base um, that does vote for the um, All-Stars is probably a bit corrupt. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I be. vote. A lot of people vote. I don't think the, they have the best um, choices, maybe just because of their team. They they vote for the players they think that um, are decent and on their team, but uh, definitely it's it's going to be a good game. It sucks that Lillard didn't make it. Yeah, honestly, I mean, one thing I like to see for the NBA to change in the future is just how they decide who makes the All-Star game. I mean, I remember last year, Zaza Pachulia for the Warriors, he almost made it practically. He got he had the fan vote, just the players obviously wouldn't vote him in. But I feel once the All-Star game becomes more serious, I think it'll actually be a competitive event to watch. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, it's, well, it's always competitive. Um, uh, just sometimes it's more of a joke. <laughs> yes, definitely. So um, we're going to have to see if it uh, changes. Um, all right, next, the Kings and the Magic. I mean, they're both at the bottom of the conferences. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad to see the Magic this far down. They have a very exciting team, honestly, with uh, Aaron Gordon, very good dunker, uh, Evan Fournier, a very good shooter, both these men young, um, Alfred Payton, a good young guard, like this, and Vucevic, who unfortunately yeah. is hurt, which may explain some of their losses. But this team, the Magic... Maybe they don't have a great bench, but they have a team to even contend in the playoffs. I don't see why they wouldn't be an eight-seed team. But even when Vucevic was healthy, they still have been playing pretty poorly. Um, uh, well, this summer they recently, in my opinion, made some good uh, made some good trades. But, well, at least it seemed like it. 
and now these these teams really aren't are just aren't producing that's probably in part because of the markets like i said earlier but um we have to see if the teams can actually put uh, a great player in their in their program like damian lillard and maybe that can change um change the the team and possibly bring other players in yeah i mean one thing that i think really was like a a bullet in the head for them honestly is when they drafted jonathan isaac in case you aren't aware he's been hurt pretty much the whole season yeah drafted i believe definitely top 10 maybe top seven something like that but like a, a pick bite like that for the magic or clearly in rebuild mode it just seems like just a waste of a pick they could use a big man, but when they already have Vucevic, who maybe they are considering getting rid of, and Aaron Gordon, I don't really see where they have room for a big man like Jonathan Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he plays small, but it seemed like the Magic need to rethink their game plan. Yeah, well, at least um, he's a young guy, 20 years old. That's the only bright side there is to that. But I have to say, Matt, he has some, he has some talent. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, hopefully when he comes back healthy, he'll be able yeah. to help them, but... The Magic need a lot of help. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Kings, another, another team that has been struggling as well. I don't know. They're, they Fox, uh, definitely an interesting player. They're gonna have to keep hold of him, and possibly he can grow into one of the elite point guards. You just don't see him in the headlines like Lonzo is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the rest of the Kings are pretty awful. Uh, Zach Randolph, the only other notable name on that team. He's good, but only to a certain extent. He's not fast. He's overweight. He's not going to be helping on defense that much. Uh, the only other player who I could see really helping this team is Harry Giles, who they drafted as well as De'Aaron Fox in this last year's draft. He's been hurt the whole year, but he was considered the top uh, high school recruit for this class. Um, so he clearly has the potential, concerned by the scouts. So I think once he's healthy, he could really help as a center, help rebounding as well as Willie Cauley-Stein at their current center. They'll have two very good uh, big men to help their team. Um, but, yeah, another thing to add to that, um, Vince Carter gets a good amount of minutes in that lineup. And, I mean, he's as a he's a coach player. Yeah. So, um, uh, at, at 40 years old, another player that, like Ginobili, is really uh, one of the um, great players uh, in the last 15 years. But, yeah. Uh, in truth, he he shouldn't be playing that much in that team. Yeah, I mean, you expect a player of that age to be a role player at best. You see guys like that playing on the Warriors bench, trying mm. to get the ring. But, I mean, give respect to Vince. At least he's able to go out there and still play. Yeah, well, um, like you said, what what can these teams do to um, possibly trigger a a different a different thing in the locker room that simulates them making the playoffs and Vinick uh, Ranadiva, the owner of the Kings, probably might have chosen um, Vince Carter as a as the guy to simulate this. Maybe coach each player individually and, and make them top class players. I don't know if that's the greatest idea, but yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that they have to do is keep their rookies, Darren Fox and Giles. They have very good potential. And the biggest thing for the Kings is they need this draft pick this year because mm. if. Uh, for some reason they don't get a good pick this year next year if the celtics don't get the lakers pick they get the king's pick which presumably will be pretty good um so the kings really need to make the most out of this year maybe even consider tanking completely this they have no playoff contention uh so i mean honestly if they can get a great player out of this year's draft that's really the best case scenario for them 
Um, well, these teams definitely are going to take some time to rebuild. Um, it'll be interesting to follow them in the in the future years. Maybe not this year. Yeah. Um. So, um, Matt, uh, what are your playoff predictions? Um. I mean, right now it seems the standings are pretty set. One thing that I'd like to follow one team, the the Pelicans with Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins. They're a very surprising team for me to even see in the playoffs. I would not, like, just looking at that team just by their name, not have seen them even in the top ten. Um, but some players that really stood out, Jeru Holiday, mm-hmm. been a very good player for the uh, Pelicans. Even Rajon Rondo, coming out of injury. He had, I think, 25 assists a couple days ago, or a couple weeks ago. It's very impressive. I mean, their guards aren't their uh, best position, but as long as they can support Davis and Cousins, they have... Good run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Matt, in part, I disagree with you just because um, the, they have players, in my opinion, with Boogie Cousins that's probably the best center in the league, and then Anthony Davis that's a great all-around player because he can shoot, rebound, and drive. So, in part, I think they should be making the playoffs with the team they have. And, you know, around Rondo is 31. You see Tony Parker at an older age putting in performances that are better than his and you know you see this team and you think they should probably make the playoffs so and you know they beat teams like the Celtics the Cavs and you know um this team should be making the playoffs in my opinion and I don't think I don't find it surprising that they're in the position that they are in yeah I mean the one thing that would remotely surprise me is if they make it past the first or maybe even second round the only reason they're as successful as they are is they have the two best big men in the league yeah. and really no other team can compete with that. So as long as they can find a way to consistently play at the level they have been most recently, I really don't see anyone stopping them unless they exploit their guards or whatever it may be. Well, definitely their guards are going to have to um, step it up, especially with um, um, making more shots. Um, yeah. Boogie Cousins and... And Anthony Davis always seemed to be putting the points, but um, th- that's a team that could have a good run. Uh, another team is the Timberwolves. Um, you think they could maybe beat some of the bigger teams um, in in seven games? Maybe some uh, some players that have been impressive for them for me is Wiggins and Towns, very good players that they've brought up. Um, but one player I'd really like to see set up is Jimmy Butler, uh, coming to them this year from the Bulls. Honestly, I haven't really seen anything out of him to make me consider him as an all-star, or even mm. at times a starter. Did he make the all-stars? Not yet. Uh, maybe he'll get in, but honestly, I don't really see him. He has he doesn't have the stats, I don't think, this year yeah. to really get him enough votes. But he hasn't even... Uh, I mean, the Timberwolves haven't been the most successful this year as they were expected mm. to be. Um, but they have the team, definitely make the playoffs, but unless their players mm. really get a set system it seems like they're just thrown together and aren't really going to be that successful yeah well looking at his stats um 21.7 points a game jimmy baller yeah this oh, season wow. <laughs> still, though, what's his field yeah. goal percentage uh well his three-point percentage is 35.4 That's and field goal is 47.6 it's pretty impressive actually with two steals a game and um and a decent amount of rebounds and assists both averaging five so you look at that and the timberwolves i mean I think he's definitely had a better year, so um, that and they don't really have a point guard that's of the caliber that m- most teams have. It's gonna, they have a team that is pretty, pretty above average, but definitely not probably not 
a second game into the um, playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I was wrong about both their stats, but I think they still lack the player that will be their big moment uh, shooter. Like you see Kyrie, Celtics, LeBron, Cavs, Curry or Durant, really, for the Warriors. Um, I mean, maybe Wiggins establishes himself Wiggins, as that. Wiggins, yeah, another I mean, player. I forgot. I've seen he has had a couple buzzer beaters. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once they get going, I mean, Butler's playing well, clearly, and Wiggins and Towns are having good seasons. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll definitely be a successful team at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this team is a team to watch out for. I wouldn't be that surprised if they do have a deep run, but um, definitely a team to consider. Another team is the Miami Heat. Um fourth in the uh in their respective division that's that that comes to a surprise for me yeah it's very surprising i mean uh, i'm not sure if you're aware but Dion waiters he's he out for the year that's too bad for the heat i mean it's probably the best score uh i'm very surprised honestly that they're as successful as they are hassan whiteside's always been a great center with mm-hmm. the heat um uh, yeah averaging the most rebounds in the league at the at this moment yeah um yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure who else really would be performing as well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very solid bench. Guys like Kelly Olenek coming up from free agency. Very solid players to have. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Johnson, if he's healthy, can be a decent scorer. Um, they drafted... Who did they draft? Uh, Adebayo? Is that... Um, yeah, Adebayo is a, a name they drafted. Um, I think Josh Richardson was one of the... Not one of the big names, but um, he's a young player that um, recently joined them. Um, yeah, I mean, with uh, similar to the uh, Pelicans, I mean, Adebayo's having a very good year as a rookie. Probably not rookie of the year, but still very solid stats. I feel like him and uh, Whiteside can really lead that team and on the uh, big men aspect of the game. Yeah, so um, now I want to go into trades. Um, what are your thoughts on Kemba Walker? Do you think he's going to um, move somewhere? And then uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I mean... Kemba Walker, I've seen that he has said he does not want to leave the Hornets. Um, and honestly, I don't really see that trade making any sense for them unless they want to clear up cap space but or they're tanking for a draft pick. I mean, they've invested in players like Dwight Howard, who really is past his prime. Um, I feel like a tr- trading away Kemba Walker would really be getting rid of any talent they have in Charlotte. They have a decent team but are nowhere near playoff contention. Uh well uh with Dwight Howard a player that definitely was was has changed as in the next in the um in the few years that he's been at the Hornets but um it's it sucks to see that he might be leaving and I don't know it seems like this is the one out of the two that I think could see happening especially with the Knicks interested um needing uh, needing a guard that can put them to the next level I think Kemba Walker could and definitely a player that a lot of people don't. Um, recognized as one of the top, top guards in the league, like Damian Lillard, Lillard, that could potentially be up there. Yeah, I mean, Kemba and Dwight Howard, honestly, they're both having very decent stats. Like, uh, Dwight Howard's averaging a double-double. Kemba Walker, 20-plus points a game. I mean, these players are definitely not bad, but, I mean, I'm not sure who their executives are, but they need to get them some team to build around. I know they have Nicholas Batum as their other guard, but he's always been injured in his time in the NBA, pretty much. Uh, so this team needs to make a lot of changes if they want to make a playoff run. Uh, well, one of the rumors is um, Kevin Love leaving, potentially, and then uh, DeAndre Jordan joining him. Um, 
joining him, uh, joining the Cavs. And do you, do you think this could possibly happen? Yeah, I mean, one interesting move for me would be uh, trading Kevin Love straight up for another star. I've been seeing a lot of rumors, like guys like Paul George, stuff like that. It'd be a very interesting move to me. I mean, Kevin Love's having a phenomenal year on the stats, but in the end, he hasn't really been helping the Cavs win. A guy like DeAndre Jordan, I think, would really help the Cavs in mm-hmm. the rebounding aspect, which they've been lacking this whole year, um, and really taking some of the pressure off LeBron to distribute, honestly. LeBron, I think, is going to be completely in control of the moves. Yeah, well, looking at the um, Cavs team, they could use more rebounds, in my opinion. Maybe a bigger um, player that stands out. Um, but honestly, these two trades are definitely possible, but um, I'm not sure if they're going to come through. Yeah, it's going to take a lot for them to turn around, maybe move Isaiah Thomas. I guess we'll have to see, really. Yeah, so um, you you want to talk about the um, the things that are happening in baseball right now, especially in the MLB? Sure. Um the biggest thing with the MLB so far is there's still, at this stage of free agency, there's still quite a few top talent players that have not been signed. Um, they have been definitely offered deals, but it seems like agents are now just waiting longer and longer, and I feel at this point it's been a gradual change in the MLB uh, just for players to really like drain out more money than, honestly, they really deserve. Um, the biggest names currently available are J.D. Martinez who's been offered deals by the Red Sox um, uh, most that. significantly uh, a pitcher from the Cubs Jake Arrieta there's no real guess where he's going to be going at this point um, but yeah I mean these players it really seems like they're just really waiting for money at this point it's not even about the team they go to uh, baseball is a business but it's kind of disappointing to see and I mean one the most significant problem with this is the players lose time to work with the team that they'll be playing with. Um, so honestly, I don't really see how it helps the team to wait this long. And I think that's why so far teams have settled on signing a worse player just so they can have someone on their team to work with. Mm-hmm. Well, the teams that have probably been more in, in this market have been the Mets, uh, Giants and the Red Sox, the teams that have more money and, you know, the other teams probably can't afford to, like, bring out these $110, million, $120 million contracts for about four or five years. They're just too costly for these teams. And, you know, you look at the Red Sox, J.D. Martinez, um, he apparently was $120 million in a four-year contract. And that just seems like a number that, I mean, not many teams could afford. And, you know, that's probably why um, teams aren't trading as much. It's too expensive for them. Yeah, I mean, it, cap space is always an issue for teams, and that's why you see like the Marlins specifically. They're just trading away their players just so they have room to build for the future. Um, so making long-term investments like these players are asking for are very risky for teams nowadays. Uh, well, um, it'll definitely be cool to um, keep in touch. Um, teams will look out for the Pirates, the, um, the um, Mets, and some other teams. Yeah. Uh, now going into soccer, um, some rumors, Alexi Sanchez signing with United. Uh, well, the interesting part of this move is that a team other, also interested, Guardiola admitted to it, of course, um, it, it seems like he chose United for the money again, like, like baseball. Um, 
he's that he was offered a big contract at United. Um, both teams admitted to being interested. It's it looks like he's going to United. Um, and it's it's unfortunate for Man City that the better team of the two, he um, it didn't happen for them. Yeah, I mean another deal, Walcott with Everton. I mean, I'm I'm, not, I'm assuming that contract isn't quite as massive as Sanchez would get. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of disappointing to see. I mean, we've been talking about this last week too. Just like deals in soccer now seem to be more centered around how much money a player will be earning. Uh, when we went over the player signed with the MLS, um, the young talent. I mean, I'm I'm hoping for the future of soccer that players can at least have some certain ties to a team after a while. I mean, at a stage like that where being young, it's still understandable, but. Play like Sanchez, it seems like it's just more tarnishing his reputation than anything else. Well, definitely Arsenal isn't the team you want to be playing for if you're a top class talent, in my opinion. I see, I see that. I see Man- Manchester United is definitely the better team of the two right now. Mm. And so, I mean, I understand it in that point of view that you want to go to the better team and win more titles. But yeah, the contracts just seem more about money. Yeah. Sad to see. So another um, rumor is Aubameyang to Arsenal. Um, could you see that happening after Sanchez possibly moves? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he'd necessarily want to go to Arsenal unless it's for money. But um, mm-hmm. Aubameyang's been performing very well the past couple of years. Definitely making a name for himself. Very fast, very good score. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe he'll be able to uh, fill the gap that Sanchez will leave. Um but honestly, I don't think this move's necessarily going to change too much for Arsenal. Uh well, uh, lastly, um, uh, in um in the U.S. um dressing room these days, a lot of young players are are being uh brought up. That's definitely the U.S. definitely has the a uh, lower um wage cap and lower transfer um cap for for um the the trades there. Do you yeah. think this might be in part because there's not as much talent? Um, What's causing this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just really general interest in the league. Um, I feel like America is not necessarily known for their this, their soccer league in general as other sports outshadow it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the league in general is making good moves, forming new teams like Atlanta United and the potential team in Miami. Um, it's definitely going to grow this league as a whole. The support is definitely there, um, but really, I think once they're able to get the talent, that's when they'll be able to make a name for themselves. Yeah, well, one of the big things is the super draft, um, a new draft that possibly can make um, great college players come to the MLS. Uh, it just happened um, yesterday, and so um, Sid Park could um, change change the MLS as more more popular in, in the U.S., but... Um, Players that are coming up from Atlanta United, um, other teams, definitely are making the U.S. national team a team that should be making the World Cup um, and a team that should have made it this year. Yeah, it was a very disappointing uh, result to not even qualify, or not qualify, actually make it. Um, but yeah, the, the U.S. program definitely has a lot of work to do, and this definitely, I think this move will lead them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So on to um, NFL predictions. Definitely, probably the most um, interesting topic that we have this week. Yeah, I mean the biggest story was recently with Tom Brady as of today 
being announced getting stitches in his hand. Uh, that's not great to hear as a Patriot fan, but um, honestly, I don't, I don't think this will change too much for the Patriots against the Jaguars. Jaguars aren't really, don't have much uh, going in for them. Blake Bortles had a very good performance against the Steelers, but against the Bills, not really is not nearly as good. Well, one of the recent um, um, topics that Stephanie Smith has been talking about is is Bill Belichick actually saying this to um, put people's guards off and possibly think that the Patriots have have an issue right now? But I mean, I don't see that happening. I, I don't think it's a big deal for Tom Brady. I mean, throwing the ball, angling it up, it's pro. The thumb is is definitely the um the last uh, uh part of the finger that you throw from and that could possibly affect it especially with with the cold but you know I I don't think it's a big deal I think Tom Brady is still going to perform and it but it, that said it's going to be a tough fixture for the Patriots it's going to be close yeah i mean as well as the uh rumors for their uh coordinators leaving after this year um i mean it's a lot of drama going on for the Patriots at once, but it hasn't really seemed to phase them at all. Yeah, well, definitely with the performances, um, having one of the best um, records in the league. The Jaguars are the team to beat, in my opinion, right now. Blake Bortles showed it against um, showed it against a Pittsburgh team that had Antonio Brown, Levon Bell, two players that probably have never, that two probably the best attacking players in the league right now. They showed that they can that have a great defense. They can grind out, grind out results. And Blake Bortles really put a, a good performance. This team is going to be hard to beat. And it's going to be hard to beat tomorrow. I mean, on Sunday. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for the Jaguars is they need to contain Brady. Because Brady can come back from any, uh, yeah, true. any deficit so far in his career. Um, but I think if Bortles can somehow manage to continue scoring as he did against the Steelers, and they have a chance. But, I mean, the Patriots' defense has been very impressive so far in the playoffs um, against the Titans. So, uh, well, I guess we'll have to see with that. Yeah, well, the Jaguars definitely have the defense that has been the most impressive in the playoffs. The Patriots are another team to put up there. But, uh, I don't know, the Gronkowski's going to be covered. They have a, uh, they have a, one of the best, um, one of the best cor- cornerbacks in the league. It's gonna be it's gonna be a team it's gonna be a game of defense on defense. Who's the better defense? And it's gonna come down to Tom Brady. Can he make those throws? Because he's gonna really have to lead um, the Patriots' offense. They're not gonna be running routes through the the Jaguars' defense. Yeah, I mean, I feel Gronk is gonna be the weapon that they're gonna to have to try to exploit yeah. against the Jaguars. The uh, Jaguars have very good cornerbacks, but nothing quite that can handle Gronk one on one. So I mean that's going to be the really the I mean, weapon. Again, have to again, use. arguable. They have a player that is. They have a few players that have Gronkowski's height and in that position. Um, to me, I I see the Patriots winning, but again, it's just Jaguars defense really proved to me that day that. It's gonna be a close game. I know. I'm not trying to harsh uh, on you. No, I know. I, I, the Patriots are a great Gronk, team. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's it's gonna be a tough matchup for the uh, both sides. Of the yeah. Field, really. No, but the thing is, Blake Bortles. Um, definitely not. Definitely, if he those performances against the uh, the Bills and and earlier in the season, um, really would put um the Jaguars out of the question. But 
against Pittsburgh, it kind of has changed my mind on the result, but I still, I still see the Patriots winning. Yeah, I mean, and for the NFC, surprising players, Case Keenum, very surprising to see the Vikings beat the Saints last week. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what to expect out of the Vikings this week against the Eagles, another surprising team to uh, move on against the Falcons. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Foles having a surprising return to the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, replacing Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Yeah, well, with the Vikings um, game that recently happened, what a throw to, um, yeah. <laughs> to Stephon Diggs. Definitely Case Keenum is, is definitely the second-best quarterback of the four right now. Mm, definitely. Do you see um, Which team do you see advancing? Probably the Vikings. I feel like they have the story going in for them. Uh, they have more of a, a motive to want to win. I mean, if mm. the Eagles had uh, Carson Wentz, I would say it's a no-brainer in favor of the Eagles. But Nick Foles has a track record of not doing that well in the playoffs, and I guess we'll have to see in the end. But I think the Vikings have a lot going for them. Yeah, well, with the luck that happened in that throw, it's it's incredible. I mean, definitely the Vikings were the better of the Saints, but uh, the Saints really blew it, and I see the Vikings winning as well. Um it's gonna be a close game. Yeah. So basically, these games are gonna come down to plays that the defense makes, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see either game being a blowout. Um, I think it's really gonna be second half, maybe even fourth quarter, last minute plays. I mean, that's what Tom Brady's known for, and clearly Case Keenum for the Vikings can do something like that. Uh, yeah, so well, yeah. Uh, last five seconds. Yeah. So. Um, it's it's going to come down to uh, the quarterbacks. Yep. Really. Thanks for tuning in to the Weekly Breakdown with your hosts, Matt Fiore. And Will Hurl. Thanks for joining us, and we'll have some guests in for you next time. Thanks.